You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business with Purpose podcast. My guest this week is Cullen Schwartz, who is the founder of Done Good, which is an app for your phone and it's also a browser extension that helps make shopping ethically online so much easier. Cullen's insight, his expertise, and just his overall awesomeness was so much fun, and I learned so much from him. I know you guys are going to really love him, so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Cullen. Hey, Cullen. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Molly. I appreciate it. Thanks Uh, for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on for a couple reasons. One, we got connected through a mutual friend in the business, if you will, uh, Bethany Tran of The Root Collective. So that immediately, I know she's just the best. I know. She really is the best. And she's one of those people who if like if you know her, like by proxy, that immediately makes you really awesome. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. No, I, anyone who knows her, their stock goes up, you know, 10 points at least. Uh, and I just assume that you're nice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because Bethany's yeah. not friends with people who aren't nice. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. She's so nice. She might be friends with mean people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's the other way around or something. That's how nice. Yeah, right. I know. And then the other reason, I mean, well, and then obviously done good in general, um, which we'll get to in a minute. But then the other reason I'm excited to talk to you is you are a rarity on this show. You're a dude. (laughs) And I know I've taught, I've only had three before you. I think you will be my fourth. This is. I mean, somewhere in the, I don't know, we're in the mid thir- mid to late 30s in the amount of um, episodes we're into, and you'll be my fourth guy. Well, it's nice to be uh, an underrepresented uh, <laughs> entrepreneur, unless I can, you know... Uh uh, how, st- stand up for the dudes, you know. I know. Uh, well, but it is something. No, look, that, I, I think that's uh, that's something that we need to change. You know, that uh, I mean. Uh, well, one, yeah, we need to find more dudes to be on your show. But in the in sort of the ethical business space, I think the ethical fashion space, especially, uh, you know, it uh, uh, there just tend to be more women in the space, and I know. Uh, we need to get we need to get more more dudes in in the mix. And yeah. we're we're trying to do our part too. Yeah, well, it's funny because yeah, I was gonna say that I was like, it, it's almost it's so interesting how much of a like flip flop it is from like the regular fashion industry because right. the regular fashion industry and just the business industry in general, you know, is predominantly male. But then when I look at, um you know, ethical fashion brands, ethical, um, you know, accessory brands, even into a lot of the businesses that I talk to that aren't necessarily in the the product-based space, but they're still like a very purposeful business. Majority of the owners are women, which is this, which I, I mean, obviously being a woman, I'm like, yes, girl power. Right. But then it's, right. it's interesting because I, I genuinely am trying to kind of diversify the type of person that I talk to on this show, right, but it's right, hard right. to find. I mean, right. and, and like people, and that's actually one of the, I mean, I hope for people that are listening, like you hear my heart on this. Like I, I love it, but a couple of the, I guess, you know, I, I'm very, very open to criticism or not criticism, but constructive criticism or just like, Hey, I'd like to see this or way you can improve. One of the things that people I say is I'd love to hear more diverse types of voices on the show. And I'm like, if you know of them, send them my way because yeah, I'm yeah, genuinely, yeah. genuinely looking for them. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't mean that in like a negative way at all. So that's why I'm like, for those of yeah. you listening, like if you said that to me, I'm not, I'm saying no, that as a well, like a thank you. Yeah, no, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think it is, uh, it is good that there are a lot of women entrepreneurs in the space, women CEOs, women running these companies. It's just you. I look, we want as many people as possible yes. in the business as a force for good yep. movement from all walks of life, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so if uh, it's something that, you know, guys just aren't doing as much, well, you need more more women, more guys, more of all kinds of people who yeah. are, you know, joining this movement that says, look, you can build a successful business, uh, but still have a, 
a, a social mission, a higher purpose than just earning a profit. I mean, that's the the, the long term goal for all of us, right? Is to transform the world so that every business is that way. Because when every business is ethical and every business is paying a living wage uh, and every business is operating in an environmentally sustainable way, well, then all our problems are over. And you know, it doesn't matter what's happening in Washington or anywhere else, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just every if everyone in the economy is acting ethically and environmentally responsibly, then there really won't be that many big problems for Washington to solve or to screw up. Uh, That's <laughs> right? what I'm saying. That's so, what I'm saying. Well, so we need, we need everybody. Uh, I and, love you know, it. That includes it includes a couple of couple of guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Okay, so Cullen, I want you to do what I have all of my guests do, which is give us the Cullen 101. So okay. tell us your story. Tell us, yeah. you know, kind of your your life background and, and ultimately, like, what are the different things that have happened in your life that led you to where you are today and starting Done Good? Sure. So uh, I grew up in a little town in northern Michigan, uh, and... Um, you know, I don't. You know, I guess I'll fast forward through uh, through my childhood. <laughs> but uh, when I was an undergrad, uh, I worked for an organization called well, a bunch of different progressive uh, organizations on campus, and you know, protesting wars and whatnot. Uh, but um, then uh, one of the organizations that I actually got into the national leadership of was called United Students Against Sweatshops, and we would work with our universities to. Uh, across the country to get them to establish codes of conduct for their apparel contracts. So any company that was bidding to make the university's uh, licensed apparel uh, would uh, would have to agree to that code of conduct and you know uh, assert that they weren't making their clothes in sweatshop conditions. Right. In fact. Uh, and so that was, you know, back in the old days, that was the turn around the turn of the century. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the olden so, days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, it was the turn of the century, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but that was sort of a um, a real awakening on the power of uh, of consumer dollars. You know, that purchasing power is yeah. an incredible tool for change because it wasn't wasn't public policy. It wasn't a law being passed. Yeah. Uh, it was universities have money. Other companies wanted to get that money, and the cost of doing business with the university was that you had to improve your, uh, you know, improve your standards uh, and treat workers well. Um, so, creating change through the power of of purchasing, through the power of consumption. Uh, you know, I sort of thought, wow, imagine if you know millions of consumers, as much money as universities have, uh, just sort of uh, individual consumers generally have more. We're 70% of the economy, and those of us in the states are 70% of the largest economy in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, imagine if even a fraction of the money that everybody spent buying stuff every year could also make the world better. Yeah. Uh, and I, actually, I wrote a, a research paper back then. And so this is, again, you know, back in the old days. So this is pre the existence of B Corp and sort of pre the farm to table movement and pre, you know, a lot of, I feel like these, you know, this is now there's evidence of this and before podcasts. Yeah. Uh, like, really you were like, you're like, you're like, I was into the ethical stuff before it was cool to be into the ethical stuff. <laughs> well, I, I thought of it and wrote a paper about it. And then I uh, ended up getting a job in politics uh, out of school. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then, and then, and then about a, you know, a decade went by. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I, oh, even back then I thought this really is the, I mean, that paper I wrote was look, the, the death struggle between capitalism and communism, that was the 20th century's problem. In the 21st century, there will be an awakening of consumers who say, look, we can achieve uh, social ends through the market by just demanding. It's a supply and demand economy. We can demand certain kinds of products and certain you know, product quality and prices, and the market helps supply all those things. But we can demand anything we want, you know, including yeah. better business practices. And the more we demand it, the, the market will supply it. I thought this really is the, you know, whatever issue you're looking at, right? Whether it's, like I said, income inequality, climate change, um, you know, poverty. Like the, the best way to address that issue is to change business behavior. The best yes. way to change uh, business behavior is to change consumer behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, the, but the best way to help change consumer behavior is to make it really, really easy for people to change. Yes, yes. <laughs> change the consumer behavior, which... Well, I guess that leads us into done good, but I guess real quick to finish with the, the 101 yeah. uh, is, um, 
so I, in, in school, I was setting myself up for a career in the nonprofit world. In my first job out of school, I worked uh, for uh, Oxfam America. Um, and then uh, we, and that was actually, I got shipped out. It was a, a pilot program funded by the Gates Foundation to see if big NGOs could work together to do political advocacy. Yeah. So I worked for uh, Oxfam and, and another, a coalition of NGOs called, uh, Oxfam hired me, but it was Oxfam Care, Save the Children, all sorts of you know, big NGOs. And we were out in Iowa during the 03-04 caucus season. You remember the John Kerry and the Howard Dean? You know, remember that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in Iowa for the for the BIA, for Howard Dean's BIA. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so what we were organ- doing community organizing and bird-dogging candidates. At that time, we were fighting to get them to uh, pledge to increase foreign aid. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I don't know, long story short, everybody, the polls always show everyone always wants to cut foreign aid. And then you say, well, how much of our GDP should we be giving in foreign aid? And people are like, oh, only like 5%. Mm-hmm. Well, we're giving like 0.1%. You know what I mean? Like, it's like not even close. And in the seventies we had promised to give 0.7%, made an agreement with all the other developed countries. Anyway. So we're doing all that organizing and it was very political and I kind of liked the political environment as well and I had a lot of folks there say, hey, you know, we need good people in the system. Um, you know, you ever considered working directly in politics? You, you seem to have a skill set that's, that's suited for that and, and yeah, we need, we, need, we need you on the inside, you know, and I thought, all right, well, I'll give that a try. Yeah. Uh, so I worked, I got, then I got uh, onto a campaign up in Alaska, actually, a Senate race up there in 04. And it was, you know, grunt work, community organizing, knocking doors, phone calls, recruiting volunteers, um, and uh, not not getting paid too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Middle of nowhere in Alaska. Uh, uh, but that was interesting. And then I know from there, long story short, I, uh, you know, as it goes, sometimes you get into a career path and you get a job and you get another job and another job. I quit my career once to go work at my buddy's bar in Honduras for a little while, but then <laughs> came back. Yeah, you know, a uh, little little detour. Like, right I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, wait, you had to, you were in Alaska, then all of a sudden you're in Honduras, like slinging well, margaritas. There was, like <laughs> there was a stint back in Michigan in Lansing where I was doing political stuff, uh, and then so I quit that after a few years um, and went to Honduras, and yeah, was working at my buddy's bar. Uh, and that was a great that was a great career move. I tell you what, then in subsequent job interviews, when I mentioned that, I swear that's what everybody wants to talk most about. So I, yeah. <laughs> I I try to give advice not to anybody else. Like all the all the interns I ever come in contact with, I'm like, look, quit your job in your mid twenties and go do something weird while you still have a chance. You know? Yeah, because then everybody's gonna be like, wait, what? I want to know about this. <laughs> I know. Well, then you're the when they talk about all the candidates, I think after the interviews, that it's at least something uh, that makes you stand out. They yeah. It's like, uh, which guy was that again? Oh, you know, the, the Honduran guy, the guy who went to Honduras. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Honduran bar guy. Right, right yeah, I like him <laughs> or whatever. Well, a funny uh, story about that. So I think it was 2000 and um, I think it was 2006 the time you know how at the end of the year time magazine does that like time magazine person of the year and like well in 2006 like the cover was a mirror and it said you you that's right yeah yeah. it was like youtube blew up that year and it was like yeah yeah (laughs) yes well i when i worked in i used to work in radio which is part of why I love to do podcasting is because I I have a former job in radio. And when I worked in radio, I was doing some hiring. And, you know, especially when you're, you're, I mean, even though it was a small radio station, you know, when you put out, you know, a job call for resumes for, you know, a job like, you know, marketing, I think it was like a marketing assistant at a radio station. We got all these applications. And so I'm weeding through and weeding through and weeding through them and came across this one guy's application. I, to this day, I will never forget him. And he was not qualified for the job at all, but I brought him in for an interview solely based on the fact that on his resume, he put under awards and accolades, Time Magazine Person of the Year 2006. 
Nice. And I remember amazing. being yeah, like, wait, <laughs> what? And so I Googled it and sure enough, and I thought it was hilarious and so yeah. clever that, yeah, yeah, I mean, I remembered him and, and had he been qualified, I probably would have chosen him solely based on that because I thought it was so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, had he been qualified. So it turns out that that's yeah. not, for, all the, for all the young people listening out there, it turns out you still need to be qualified. Yeah, you still but need to be qualified. It, it, but, but it got him an interview. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't even the particularly qualified. It did, but, and it made me chuckle. I was like, that's hilarious. And if I ever have to write a resume again, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm putting that on my resume. Yeah. No, I look, it's, you gotta, you gotta stand out. Uh, <laughs> that helps to stand out. The, well, sometimes, I don't know. I'm there's, there's yeah. counter examples to that too, but um, yeah. So anyway, got back from Honduras. Then I went to DC and then I worked, um, on uh, Capitol Hill, and uh, then in the Obama administration, my last job was as the uh, press secretary for the Secretary of uh, Agriculture. Oh wow! And, I did uh, not know this about you. Well, you didn't. You didn't LinkedIn stalk me uh, too I guess, much. I guess. I guess I didn't LinkedIn stalk you too much. Yeah, I, yeah, I. I will admit, I did not check LinkedIn. I'm, well, I'm one of the weirdos who doesn't for, really go on LinkedIn. It makes for more natural uh, conversation. I know. I didn't, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I'm not really on LinkedIn very much. I have a LinkedIn yeah, profile. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's for all the squares anyway, right, Molly? The LinkedIn, you know. I know, the, the LinkedIn thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, then, uh, well, so while I was in D.C., met a guy named Scott, uh, and uh, – you know, we became friends. He actually was dating a girl I knew from Michigan and then they broke up and, but we kept being friends. So it was the old, you know, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy keeps the girl's buddy. Uh, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then we talked about something like done good. I mean, we agreed, you know, we would talk about how difficult it was to find, you know, companies that we could believe in. And the fact that like we knew, you know, money we're, we're down in DC, right. Trying to, we're young guys. We want to make an impact. We want to make the world better. We're fighting the political fight. Or Scott at the time, then he was uh, the online communications director for the Children's Defense Fund. Yeah. And, you know, looking and saying like, yeah, the stuff he's buying could be, you know, made with child labor. Right. And so it's like he spends his days fighting yeah. uh, to protect kids and fighting for policies that will help kids grow and thrive. And, and then, you know, but then you buy something, you're like, did a little a little kid make this, you know, yeah. and even just not knowing, uh, it's, uh, it sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, so we are, like, is our money working against ourselves here? And yep. so we talked about starting something like done good, but of course then, you know, a couple of years go by and it's one of those, Hey, one of these days we should like quit our jobs and start that company. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, a couple of years go by and then, but Scott then uh, got accepted to get his master's at the Harvard Kennedy School. And uh, we applied with the idea for Done Good to the Harvard Innovation Lab, the business incubator on, on campus there. And we got in and so then we said, okay, well, now we really have to do this. And yeah, so, <laughs> they're going to hold you to it now. Yeah, all right, exactly. Uh, so for the first while, uh, he was in a you know one year uh, master's program. So for that year, we did a lot of you know, sort of uh, research and laying groundwork and discovery, you know, things like that. And while I was still working and while he was getting his master's. And then, um, and then uh, when he graduated, it was uh, sort of like, well, is he going to get a job? And if, you know, or if not, am I going to quit mine? And we decided he wouldn't get a job and I'd quit mine and we'd go full time on done good. And so that, that uh, brought us to where we are. I, think that I mean you have such a fun roundabout way like it's it's interesting how so much of what you did back like what we were saying before is like you were into the ethical stuff before it was like trendy or cool to be into the ethical stuff yeah. um but I, I think I, it's cool <laughs> yeah no I think it's awesome because it, it in a lot of ways it gave you sort of that that groundwork and that foundation and then right. you know even going from Alaska which I don't know how you ended up in Alaska which is really awesome Awesome. I've always wanted to go to Alaska in general. Um, but how you know going to Alaska and then Honduras work uh, might be a better place to visit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So, and then, um, yeah. And then, and then eventually, you know, landing in, in Capitol Hill and then launching Done Good. So for yeah. those that are listening that are like, okay, you guys have been talking about Done Good. What is it? Um, right. The way I explain it to people, because I have been, I told you this before we started recording, I have been using Done Good since you guys launched it. I guess you said at the end of November. I couldn't remember if it was October or November. And yep. so I tell everybody about it because I, I love it. But basically it's, for at least what I use, it's a Google Chrome extension, like mm-hmm. an app that you install in your browser. And then when you're just doing your you know, normal online shopping, which, you know, if you're listening, raise your hand if you shop online. That would be like mm-hmm. most of us because I don't – ain't nobody got time to go to the store. Um, right. When you're shopping online, a little pop-up will show up in the corner and it'll say if that particular brand or company is done good approved. So meaning that like you guys have, you know, like vetted or checked into that company, that brand, and yeah. if it's not – It'll just give you like alternatives of other places to shop and stuff like that. So um, that's the way I explain it. Yeah, but no, that's that's pretty good. I mean, uh, we say yeah, it's we are trying to make it really easy for people to find companies that are making great stuff and making the world better at the same time. So that's yeah. right. The Chrome extension you install it one time and then you can, like you said, just do your normal thing. You can forget you even have it. It's automated. Auto, it's automatic. It's in the background. But when you search uh, on Amazon or you search on Google uh, or you go to big name company websites, then the extension can sense that you're looking for a product and then it'll show you uh, mission driven companies that are paying a living wage, helping people uh, lift themselves out of poverty, that are uh, environmentally sustainable companies that you can feel good about supporting. It'll show you those kind of companies that have the kind of product you're looking for. So if you search uh, well, if you search uh, women's flats on Amazon, then you'll find our friend Bethany yeah. uh, at the Roof Collective, um, who is helping uh, uh, people lift themselves out of poverty, help provide economic opportunity for folks in Guatemala, yeah. uh, and uh, is a certified B Corporation. Yep. Or if you go to um, like specific websites, so for example, and I'll use a dude's example, uh, <laughs> given what we were talking about earlier, yeah. if, you, if you go to brooksbrothers.com, then the extension will show you that little alert up in the corner and you can, if you want to learn more, you can expand it, open it up, but show you a little alert and it'll uh, tell you about Tuckerman, which is selling shirts that are pretty much just like Brooks Brothers, except higher quality, yeah. actually, because yeah. they're made by skilled craftspeople in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. Uh, so it's a better quality shirt. It's made in Fall River, Mass. It, with uh, it's Everyone's earning a living wage, health and retirement benefits. Certainly no you know, child labor or human trafficking, you know, right. that you're not supporting anything like that. You're, you know, supporting people who are earning really uh, a good living. And it's, uh, their shirts are made with 100% organic cotton. So it's better for the environment, not toxic for you. Uh, and then we work with companies too, to get um, exclusive discounts for Dungood users through the extension and through our mobile app. We also have a mobile app. Um, oh, I did not. How did I not know about the mobile app? I, oh, oh, you didn't know about the app? Yeah, I it's, know. On your, it's on your, uh, for oh, iPhone and Android. I yeah, probably, I probably maybe saw something about it and like admittedly, like totally did. Cause I, yeah. I've been like using the extension and then you guys had a beta thing that I was using yep. and testing out. And, um, so I've been like, I probably maybe saw an email and thought it was about this. <laughs> That's my fault. If you're listening, yeah. it's all my fault. I am not blaming this on anyone but myself well, for not no, being I, apparently. No, no, it's, it's on us too, because we, <laughs> we try to like make sure that our, uh, you know, like email newsletter content is like really cool and interesting and inspiring and not just like sales pitches for us. But like, we feel maybe like once in a while we need to say like, Hey, all of you people who are using the extension, just to let you know, we also have an app and vice versa. All the folks who are using the app, like, Hey, just to let you know, there's an extension. Like yeah. I said, we try not to be too, um, salesy and we try to, you know, talk about the other companies that are maybe like our purpose is to support these other companies. So generally in our, uh, our email communications with our users, we try to talk about how awesome all these other companies are. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, look, it's probably on us. We need to like do a little self-promotion once in a while. Right? <laughs> so that people like yourself who love the extension and would like to know we have an app need to know about it. So uh, that's good. That's good feedback for us. We'll we'll try to get a little more self-promotion. Well, I literally while I was I was able to just download it. So I now have the app on my phone. I just did it. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it right now. And I got it. And so I'm very excited about that. Well, um, and- I will say, too, we talk about the extension, I think, more just because, one, it's still the case as much as, you know, the perception is life is lived on the phone. One, people still buy more stuff where the people actually want to go when they're actually going to make a purchase is on the computer. Uh, yeah. And then, but two, it is, it's easier. I mean, the app, like, I mean, it's not that hard, but it requires you to, like, you know, remember that you have the app and then open the app and then enter the kind of product you're looking for. And if you want with the app too, then you can filter by specific values. So you can touch more specific things like women owned or vegan or, you know, non-toxic. And then we'll, as well as, you know, of course, uh, sustainable and supports workers and things like that. And it'll show you the best matches, uh, the things that, that most match your values. Um, uh, But so the extension is just even easier because you re- it really requires no thought uh, <laughs> or action whatsoever. It just works automatically as you're, as you're shopping online. So when you and your buddy were coming up with this idea, did you always sort of envision it as an app? Did you always sort of like, you're like, I'm going to be the creator of a Google Chrome extension. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like what was the process that you guys went through that got you to decide to yeah. do it the way you did? No, that's an interesting question. I mean, so when we, when I, you know, I told you I first started thinking about the power of conscious consumerism. Uh, it was way before there were apps. It was before there were smartphones, right? I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, it was a kind of a general thought about how if we all spend our money at companies that are doing the right thing, create that consumer demand for better business practices, yeah. the world can get better. I mean, that was early 2000s. So definitely wasn't thinking about an app at that point. There were websites though. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, I will say actually, no, that's not the very first iteration when I was like 20, I was like, which is, you know, 15 years ago, uh, if I can date myself, um, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I'm going to start a big box store. It's going to be the anti Walmart. We're going to call it, you know, just Mart or something. Uh, and you know, there'll be all, uh, uh, sweatshop free clothing, uh, eth- you know, it's ethical fashion. Now it used to be called sweatshop free clothing. Back yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, sustainable, uh, food and, you know, every, just everything, everything in there you're going to know is made ethically and sustainably. That's All a the brilliant idea. There. Well, yeah, sure. Except it's a little capital intensive of big box stores. Uh, I mean, basically I, I guess then, you know, this was pre whole foods, but it would be like whole foods meets Walmart because it would be like, and I guess, I think this is even now whole foods is kind of moving in this direction, right? Like, but like, we were talking clothes, tires, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every, everything. <laughs> uh, just like Walmart. That's except, awesome. And also doing like community service projects in the community. And like, you know, um, so that was sort of the first uh, the first wave. And then it was like, oh, well, maybe we would start with some sort of, uh, you know, a website. Uh, then, of course, then the technology was an app. Uh, but we so when we started, we actually piloted um a version of done good in Boston that was an app for local brick and mortar stores. Oh, uh, yeah, and that was cool. And like you know, people responded well to the theory of change, but both from like experts at the iLab and folks we would talk to in the industry, and from our users, there was this echo of like, can't you integrate with Yelp somehow? You know what I mean? Like even so, the experts would say like, boy, you know, everyone's already going to Yelp. If you could somehow. Uh you know, get your uh, seal of approval on Yelp, that would be good. Or our users a lot would say things like, yeah, I look at done good. And then I also look at Yelp uh, <laughs> because part of it's the FOMO. I think the fear of missing out, but yeah. the other is, um, you know, it's just, that's a really hard uh, use case when you're, cause when you're using an app for local brick and mortar, then you're sort of, you're in a certain part of town and you're trying to meet someone nearby, right? Like near their office or near their you know, they're in town and they're, okay, well, let's get brunch by your hotel. You know what I mean? Uh, or I'm in this part of, it's on my lunch hour. I only have a few minutes for lunch. I need to get something fast. And so with the local brick and mortar, you could search, uh, you could just like the app now, you could filter by your values. But 
And we had over a thousand businesses on the platform throughout Greater Boston, which you think like, wow, that's a lot of businesses, right? But then if it was, well, but I want pizza in this part of town and I want to make sure they're paying their workers well and are environmentally sustainable and women owned. Like, well, we don't have a match for that. Uh, we have one great match for that that's like 11 miles away. You know? and, yeah. Uh, and no one's doing that in the city, especially, you know, young folks without a car. Uh, or, you know, we have a place that's kind of by you, but they're not exactly a, a great match. Um, so that was tough. We also realized that, like, you know, we would we would put all sorts of different businesses on the app if they would qualify for various, you know, done good values. So if they were, you know, incredibly environmentally sustainable or paying a living wage, we would also put folks on if they were locally owned. Um, and then they would be clearly marked with these different badges. So you could see that the locally owned ones were sort of, you know, we were only saying they were locally owned. We weren't attesting to their ethics or sustainability otherwise. But nevertheless, like we'd find some locally owned businesses on there. Because, uh, you know, it's a sh- shop local. It's a, it's a done good value that we support. Rather support the local family-owned place than a corporate chain, right? But at the same time, then we'd find, you know, locally owned businesses on the app that were like using styrofoam and paying a minimum wage. And we were like, well... This isn't exactly what we were going for here, you know. Like, yeah. So it was interesting, uh, and then you know, look, we are we're a certified B Corp. We're legally incorporated as a public benefit corporation. Uh, we are the point of this is to sort of like help the business as a force for good movement. So we are also still trying to be a business. So frankly, like monetizing uh, an app like that in a way that made sense for businesses uh, was hard too because. Yeah. Uh, how do you demonstrate that folks came to that local business because of the app? Uh, that's and that's so hard. That's like one of the biggest challenges with online advertising in general. Totally. Yeah. And uh, and so um, and we didn't want to be like Yelp. Well, I mean, Yelp is got a huge sales force who by all accounts, I mean, the local businesses we talked to, we couldn't find like one that would say anything good about Yelp, even the ones that did business with them. I mean, by all accounts, these they have a huge sales force that just sort of calls up and browbeats local businesses into paying monthly fees, you know. Um, And then we never wanted to be in a situation where we had a business paying us a monthly fee, but we weren't driving that much or more in sales back to them and could prove it, you know. Like the point is to help these businesses. So if they're if they're paying us a monthly fee, but we're not returning that value to them, then we're not really helping them. And then why are, why did we put our jobs in to do this in the first place? Right. Yeah. Um, so with this, then, so we said, look, one online shopping first, I mean, just more, like you said, more and more people that's just becoming the norm online shopping, but two, the, then we can work with, uh, a, instead of having to have like, thousands of businesses in every city, which is also really hard to scale up as a startup that way. Um, we could have, uh, you know, a smaller set of hundreds of businesses, but that can ship anywhere on, uh, in the country, like Bethany at Root Collector. She's based in North Carolina, but anybody in California or Oregon or Michigan can order a pair of Root Collective shoes. So that way uh, we could be nationally available and we um Uh, could help ensure that the businesses we were working with really met the standard across the board, ethical, sustainable, you know, like just like really are the kind of businesses where you shop there, you are making the world better. If everybody shopped at these businesses, the world would become a substantially better place where we couldn't really say that with the old model. Like I said, I mean, it's cool to shop at the, you know, go to the local owned diner. I still love a good locally owned diner, but like, you know, just if they're using styrofoam and paying a minimum minimum wage, then like, it's not exactly what we were going for, right? We were going for the ones who are like really on a mission to be exceptional um, and and really mission driven, really part of the business as a force for good movement. So we now, you know, we, all the businesses we work with, we feel like are incredible and are exciting and are really that kind of, uh, that kind of mission driven business. Um, so, and then and the other thing was that whole echo of you know, well, can't you just integrate with the thing I'm already using? That was what led us to use the extension. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so everyone's online already. I mean, uh, and already going to Amazon, already doing Google searches, already going to big name sites. Is there a way that we can just show the alternatives that are just like the products that people are already seeing online and uh, but are, uh, again, you know, making the world better? Uh, and so that is what led us to uh, to build the extension. 
I think it's so brilliant. And when the, I guess, I, and I don't honestly, maybe it was through Bethany. Honestly, I really don't remember how I discovered you guys when it launched. But when I saw it, I was like, this is genius. Like, this oh. is exactly the kind of thing that I, you know, as somebody who shops online a lot for just even just general everyday products, you know, I mean, on, yeah. I'm on Amazon all the time. And so to get that pop up that just kind of says like, hey, check out these companies. Like I've been been able to discover other. And I feel like I'm pretty in the thick of the. You know, I guess the quote unquote ethical space. And so I feel like I know a lot of these companies. And then there are certainly ones that, you know, have kind of popped up as suggestions. I'm like, I didn't know this company existed. So that's been that's been really cool. I love the exclusive discounts and stuff that you guys do. Um, And I just love that. Yeah, it's it's like you were saying at the beginning when the key is, is making it easier for people because that's one of the biggest criticisms or not criticisms, but things that I hear from people all the time when they're like, but shopping, you know, oh, it's just, it's so hard (laughs) or like it's so expensive or there's just a lot of myths around the space where I'm like, it doesn't have to be, that's the thing. And so, yeah, but just by helping people, you know, we do, we live in this microwave culture. I've talked about this before, like where everybody needs things instantly. Everybody needs things to be done in a simple, efficient way. We're all about getting things done quick, efficiently, fast, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And so this is just yeah. one of those things that kind of, yeah, it just naturally integrates into the way somebody is already behaving. And, you know, it's, right. you know, Chrome is a popular browser and so even if somebody's like you know what i'd like to just switch your browser like it's a very simple thing that you can and we we do want to expand to you know firefox and others soon too but yeah it's like 75 percent of people are using chrome so we're like start on chrome you know you want to as a startup you know you want to launch something and then kind of uh improve improve it on one thing uh, one platform you know until it gets to be a really good spot and then you can kind of put it on all the other platforms so uh Instead of because otherwise, once you if you launch it on all of them, then you've got to keep making all those improvements on all of them. So yeah. yeah, it's just on Chrome right now. We do plan to expand to other browsers, but yeah, most folks are using Chrome. And yeah, look, even if you just use Chrome for your online shopping, so that you know you can get the done good uh, approved company suggestions, then yeah, that's not that much of a, a lift, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, you're just exactly right. I think. People in the space uh, bemoan, you know, sort of like, oh, well, uh, I wish, how can how can we get consumers to care more? We need to get people to care more. It's like, yeah, you could. I, people care. They, just, they don't know where to begin. Right. Or, yeah, they're strapped for time. I mean, do we need to get people to care more or do we need to make it easier for people to turn the, the care they have into action? Yeah. We're trying to work on that second piece. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, we believe, we know people care. They just, uh, the easier you can make it, then the more likely you are to help folks make that choice uh, more often. And like you said, I mean, even like you're steeped in this stuff. And I, to hear that we're able to help you discover some new companies that you've never uh, heard about or were unaware of um, is uh, is great. I mean, that hearing stuff like that makes, uh, <laughs> you know, really is um, motivational uh and and we appreciate it and yeah i think that's a good point too uh i mean we kind of we talk about ethical fashion a lot but there's there's all sorts of stuff and there's companies that are making a whole variety of products now that are doing so in a in an ethical and sustainable way and so we have a toothbrush uh, you can get some toothbrush you can get a razor uh you can get uh we just added a solar powered grill we actually we started with clothing and but then we've been building out and so now we have you know some coffee and some uh, i think we've got some nut butters on there you know That's peanut awesome. butter and almond butter and things so we yeah with, when we launched the 2.0 last week uh it's uh you know we hope an improved you know cooler design and improved user experience but we also just added a lot more companies and a lot more product types uh, and we've been continually expanding that uh so there's i mean we're getting to the point in the business as a force for good movement where there's almost like at least one really amazing mission driven company selling almost everything, you yeah. know, like at least one company selling that thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Look, we are in this culture where, you know, and look, we're all busy. We all have a lot of demands on our time and we're, you know, we're 
all we're a little overworked, but then also we want to spend quality time with the people we care about. We don't want to waste a bunch of time, you know, like, and that is the number one barrier. It's because oh, it takes, you know, takes forever. I need, I need to get a water bottle. You know, I don't want to spend an hour and a half researching companies and finding out the best, you know, uh, the most ethical one. Um, some people are biting the bullet and doing that. And that's great. But for those people, God, it'd be great if we could save them a ton of time. And then some people aren't, like I said, you know, it's like, uh, they care, but like, geez, I just don't have an hour and a half. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm going to find the quickest thing on Amazon. We hope that for those folks, that's the way to grow this movement more rapidly and really add to the, to the numbers of, of people who are using their purchasing power to create change. Because yeah. when we start to do that, that's when we start to see real, uh, real change in the marketplace. When businesses, uh, especially then bigger businesses, you know, if we can grow this movement to the point where it's really large, that's when you start to see big businesses take note and say, my gosh, there's money in doing the right thing. Let's yep. start doing the right thing. Yes, yes. It's uh, People don't believe me when I say, I'm like, your, your money really does speak. Because people you know, are like, well, I'm just one person. I'm like, oh, right. And then if you and then your friends and then their friends and then their friends' friends, like it, it's a trickle yep. thing. And well, take a look at the Trump boycott. Macy's said sales for Ivanka products, you know, over the course of like a couple month period, I think, you know, December through January, whatever, went up 18 percent. And they kept they didn't respond to the boycott and they kept Ivanka Trump products. At Nordstrom, the sales of those products went down 14 percent. And they dropped the product. So, you know, these are not huge swings. Like at one company, it went up 18%. Another company went down 14%. One company dropped the products. One company kept the products. Like it, very small percentage changes in consumer behavior start to impact big company decisions. Yeah. And so it does, it does make an impact and it does make a difference. But also too, like, you know, so let's say nobody else cared, you know what I mean? Like still as an individual, it's, you know, we hope we are helping people to just feel good themselves about their purchases and know that like their own money is supporting things they believe in instead of supporting things they don't. And even if no one else in the world cares or is doing anything, right? Like, isn't it still good to know as an individual, like, hey, I don't know what everyone else is doing and I don't care. Uh, what I know is that my money is supporting things that I believe in. And that in of itself, just as on an individual basis, uh, I think feels good. And we hope that it makes uh, makes other people feel good. And then, yeah, in the meantime, as we continue to grow, we will we will have a larger and larger impact uh, on, the, on big business decisions and on the world in general. I think that's awesome. Now, I have a couple as a user. I have a couple small suggestions. And Please. since I have a captive audience, I'm like, yeah. here is as a user something I would like. So, for example, if I were to go to a website that I know, for example, either like maybe it's a website that I know it's maybe a small brand that is ethical, or um, even if it's like maybe a bigger brand, but maybe not necessarily in the official ethical space, if that makes sense. Like, and, and mm -hmm. a pop-up comes up suggesting another company. Is there a, I, I would love a way to be able to be like, Hey, wait, no, this is a good company. You know what I mean? Is there a way to like submit that? Cause that would be awesome. There is. We probably just need to make it more, um, you know, more visible. I mean, there's a, there's a form on our website. Of course you have to like hover over the contact us uh, oh, tag on our website right. so and like suggest click a on company. the suggest a business button. Uh, yeah. Because um, like on the pop-up when, it, when it's like scrolling or whatever, that would be a cool little, if there's like a button right. at the bottom that's like, no, you know, own this business right. or like verify this business or whatever it is. And then you can like right. submit it. Right. Yeah, know. no, that's a, that's a really good point. So, and so first of all, I should say, I mean, as a startup, feedback from users is the most valuable thing we could possibly have. So we love the, we love the feedback. Uh, but then here you are trying to give us feedback on a business and you're saying you didn't know where to go. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's feedback about how we collect feedback. Uh, yeah. uh, so that's, no, that's good. That's really helpful. Yeah. We might be able to put that somewhere right in the extension. All this stuff, you know, it's really, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, certainly not the sort of stuff I had to think about when I was in my political career oh, yeah. like because it's you know you want you want to have 
all these cool and interesting features. You, I you definitely want people to know that, that they can give us feedback and suggest businesses and to make that super easy. And at the same time, you're also worried that like, well, if we put a million buttons within that little space on the extension and you start to get like feature creep, uh, you know what I mean? And like overload, then mm-hmm. you worry that you make it too kind of complex and weird. So, um, but so that's always just something to, that we are always having to think about. But yeah, it seems like there would be space there. Um, yeah, somehow. Anyway, there is a form for suggesting businesses and uh, giving us feedback on our website. And yeah, I think they're, well, obviously one way or the other, we need to make that, we need to make that more visible. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. Cause then, yeah. And, and I know that, I mean, having friends, like I said, I having a lot of friends who sort of work in this area, I know that it's like, it's a lot. And then I have, so I have on my blog, a directory that I've sort of, I, I launched it a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer than that, because I was having the hardest time finding, you know, ethical brands online. And there was no kind of, I, I hate this cliche term, but it is what it is, like one-stop shop to find a list of ethical companies. And so I just kind of started working and creating this directory on my blog that has, over time, now, I mean, now having it there for over a year and a half, like I've, you know, I keep adding to it as I come across companies, but it's just, it's amazing where at one point I thought like, there's nobody out there doing any of this. And I'm like, there are, you just have to find them. So making it easier for people in any way, shape or form is, I'm all for that. So I think it's, um, I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And I love that it's in such a unique way of just, you know, meeting people where they where they are and helping them make better purchasing decisions um, in a more thoughtful way. And I just I think, like I said, I just think what you guys are doing is awesome. And um, I keep telling everybody, I'm like, y'all have to download this extension because it's so cool. Uh And um, and it sounds so nerdy to be like, (laughs) like, hey there, can you call me? (laughs) Like, let's download this extension. But like, it really is like, it's so awesome. (laughs) Because I'm like, I know other people that use it. We love people like you. We need more people like you. Uh, (laughs) We help everyone. I mean, it really, really, I really appreciate it. It feels good to know that uh, anytime somebody tells us and, and we do get uh, folks writing in sometimes. And that's, I don't know if, um, you know, how many people ever, you know, write in to a company uh, and especially for a startup like ours to have folks, you know, so I think sometimes you feel like you write in like, what's the, is anybody reading this or whatever, but yeah, like, we get folks writing in who, are, who say things like what you said, like uh, we love this. We love what you're doing. Thank you for making this. And it really means a lot. I mean, I can't tell you how much, I mean, it's, a startup, especially it's, you know, hard work and long hours and, you know, uh, even when it's something that you're passionate about, um, it can get tiring, but anytime anyone writes in or says something like you just said, it's like, okay, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm going to put it another 12 hours straight here. And, uh, so it really is, uh, really is meaningful and, and really is appreciated. And especially the part about telling your friends, uh, because that's the thing, right? I mean, we're still uh, growing. And so, um, yeah, we find that a lot of the people who use it like it. Now we just need to help more people find out about it. So the fact that you're telling your friends is uh, is great and also very much appreciated. I love it. Now, Colin, um, what is sort of, you know, up next for Done Good? What is, and, and uh, how can people get, next, get connected with you? And I believe the website is donegood.co. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, dungood.co. All the all the cool new startups are going with the, with the .co now. Hey, so I like it. It's the new .com. Fancy, fancy. <laughs> yeah, dungood.co. Um, yeah, so folks can get with us there. We really do appreciate uh, any kind of feedback. Uh, we, I mean, we appreciate the uh, the notes that just say it's awesome. But honestly, the we really appreciate feedback too. Um, and so, uh, we'll, we'll take both. You can tell us it's awesome, but also provide feedback or say, <laughs> forget the, it's awesome part and just give us the feedback. Cause it really, um, uh, it really is helpful. I mean, a lot of the ideas for making the extension and the app better have, have come from users. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's really helpful. We really do encourage people to, to be in touch with us. Um, 
And in terms of what's next, well, we just launched the 2.0, like I said, um, and we are uh, adding more kinds of businesses and just continuing to make the product better. Uh, we are looking to build out our own website more uh, so that that's an easier, well, since you use the term one-stop shop to find a lot of these businesses as well. We've heard that from a lot of folks too, which is, you know, uh, which we like. I mean, the, uh, uh, the idea with the extensions, you don't have to switch from Amazon, but some folks have said now like, hey, I'm ready to just search for ju through just these businesses on a, on a website uh, and I don't need to go to Amazon anymore. And we're like, great, well, if we want to do that, <laughs> we can make a website for that too. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, and then you'll be able to search uh, again by filtering by your values and, and seeing uh, the businesses that are really kicking ass on the things that you care most about. I love it. Uh, well, I will definitely be sure to put all of the links to Done Goods information in the show notes. So if you're listening, uh, you can go to the show notes to get a link if you are unable to find it. I mean, but pretty much if you Google Done Good, it comes right up. So there's that. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can go to the Chrome store to get the extension or to the App Store to get the app. But if you, you can also just come to our website. And if you're on a computer and you click, you know, get done good, it'll just automatically install the extension. And if you're on your phone, it'll automatically uh, install the app. So really, you just need to go to donegood.co and you can get either uh, either thing. Sweet. Colin, thank you so much for just all that you are doing in this space and just your creativity and your passion for it. I love it. Like I'm going to call you like the OG of the ethical, ethical fashion world. Cause like, well, like, like I'm the OG. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that very much. Although I think, uh, we're, we're just getting started. So I might be the, uh, uh, the new G. Maybe? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but <laughs> I'm just glad to be a G of any kind in your eyes, Molly. Uh, I love it. Awesome. Uh, uh, thank you for what you're doing and giving, uh, giving a voice to the space. I mean, that's for all, look, we do what we do because we know all of these companies that are trying really hard, uh, need to be found more and need to be exposed to more people. Yeah. But you're doing, you're doing the same thing. Uh, and, uh, that's all. We're all, all part of the effort, all part of the movement. So I really am thankful for the time and uh, for having me on. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Okay, so I want you guys to tell me how many of you went online during that show to download either the Done, Done Good Chrome extension or the Done Good app. I hope if you haven't already that you go and do it now. I know you will love it. It really has helped me in so many ways just really alter the way I buy anyway, but giving me ethical options that I know are safe. I know they're approved. I know they're doing sustainable things. I know that they're really changing the world through their businesses. I thought Colin was just, he was just so much fun to talk to. I really enjoyed my conversation and I hope you did too. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. There are over 35 episodes in the archives that you can listen to and so many different business owners that are running their businesses with purpose. If you are a regular listener, thank you so much for listening in every week. If you have not already, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review because that helps us grow the show and get the show out there. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.